Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. News headlines are peppered with praise for the new COVID-19 vaccine. But is it really safe? Have people experienced any side effects? The bigger question is, is this vaccine a step toward the mark of the beast? Pastor J.D. will answer these questions and more in this edition of the Prophecy Update. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 24th, 2021. The contract enables DARPA to carry out its, quote, Detect it with gene editing technologies. Digit, D-I-G-E-T, the acronym. Digit calls for developing a massively multiplex detection device for 1,000 or more targets, as well as a handheld disposable point of need device for detection of at least 10 targets, both pathogens and host biomarkers. Biomarkers, mobile device, on point, on demand, to scan. That's what that is. Back on April 12, 2018, Business Insider published an article titled, Bill Gates says it would be a tragedy to pass up a controversial, revolutionary gene editing technology. Quote, Bill Gates is advocating for the use of genetic editing tools like CRISPR. CRISPR allows scientists to edit DNA eliminating undesirable genes, like the human ones, and potentially swapping in preferable alternatives. In the past few years, scientists have revolutionized our ability to do so with the discovery and refinement of a molecular tool called CRISPR that allows us to edit sections of DNA, alter sections of DNA. This tool can snip specific parts of genetic code out and replace them with new segments, eliminating diseases or giving, I'm still quoting, creatures whole new traits. Ah, really? While it was possible to edit DNA before CRISPR's discovery, this tool allows us to do so far more accurately and cheaply than ever before. 
If the world is to continue the remarkable progress of the past few decades, it is vital that scientists, subject to safety and ethics guidelines, be encouraged to continue taking advantage of such promising tools as CRISPR, Gates wrote. Quoting still, Gates has been long supportive of using genetic editing tools. He was one of the early investors in Editus Medicine, one of the first companies to start trying to use CRISPR to eliminate human diseases. We should not be surprised. His dad was one of the founders of the eugenics movement. They repackaged it and called it Planned Parenthood. Gates Foundation researchers have worked for nearly a decade on ways to use genetic editing to improve crops. By the way, uh, Gates is buying up large swaths of farmland to improve crops and to wipe out malaria-carrying mosquitoes. That's a whole other topic for another time. The ability to easily modify DNA is a wildly powerful tool that could do a world of good, as long as it's done carefully. As Gates wrote, and I quote, it would be a tragedy to pass up the opportunity. April 30th of last year, Bill Gates in a video on his Gates Notes blog, which was also posted on his YouTube channel, that never got pulled down, explains what he refers to as RNA and DNA vaccines using this model, pictured here, of the human DNA strand. Quoting Gates, That's why I'm particularly excited by two new approaches, RNA and DNA vaccines. If one of these new approaches pans out, this is April 30th of last year, we'll likely be able to get vaccines out to the whole world much faster. One final way that's new and is promising is called the RNA vaccine. With RNA and DNA, listen to this, instead of putting that shape in, you put instructions in the code to make that shape. Uh, Let me see if I can say the same thing in a different way. mRNA, the M is messenger, so it's a message like an email message that is sent to your DNA. And it re-instructs it, splices it, slices it, and inserts in it this new whatever it is. Here's a quote from Bill Gates, pictured here with his wife from a video when he was in Brussels, Belgium on January 22, 2015, speaking at a conference. Is there something to worry about with medications? (laughs) Might some of them have side effects? Do we need safety testing? I mean, we're taking things that are, you know, genetically modified organisms, and we're injecting them into little kids' arms. We just shoot them right in the vein. And that's exactly how he does it. He he demonstrates it. It's it's so eerie. And we just shoot him in the arms, and then he's got this smile on his face. I'm like, really? Hang in there with me. 
There's one last thing on the altering of human DNA before uh, we move any further, and it has to do with the why. So that's the how. We've discussed the when, but why? Why alter the human DNA? Well, Satan, from the very beginning, has sought to corrupt human DNA. We actually answered this back on December 13th. Again, we devoted the entirety of the update titled, What's Next? Concerning what the book of Genesis refers to as Satan's seed, Genesis 3.15. Here's the answer as to why. The reason why Satan seeks to alter man's DNA is so he's no longer human, but transhuman, and as such cannot be redeemed, because Jesus, as God, became a human to redeem humans. And Satan knows that. Now, please hear me out on this. This does not mean that one who takes the vaccine now is unredeemable. It's sad that I even have to say that, let alone emphasize that. Let me say it again. This does not mean that one who takes this vaccine now is unredeemable. Why? Here's why. Because the aforementioned technology is not yet used, and the beast has not yet been revealed. So it can't. It's after the rapture, and potentially at the beginning of the tribulation, when the restrainer is removed out of the way, and the Antichrist is revealed, and the church is raptured, that those left behind during that period of time will be faced with this decision. It is an eternal decision, and it will determine whether one is damned or saved in the seven-year tribulation. One last thing on this. Did I already say one last thing? Okay, one last, last thing. And again, please listen carefully. The enemy does not want you to hear this and know this. After the rapture, those left behind during the seven-year tribulation will not unwittingly take the mark. What do you mean? Well, by that I mean nobody is going to be tricked during the tribulation, after the rapture, into taking the mark of the beast by virtue of the fact that this is incompatible with the nature of a loving God. Second Peter 3.9 The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. God wants people to come to Christ. God will never allow it. It is incompatible with who God is. Nobody's going to like, did I just take the mark? Yeah, you're doomed for all eternity. No! That's not who God is. John 3.17, you know the verse after the most famous and well-known verse in all the Bible, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever 
would believe in Him would not perish without everlasting life. You know what the next verse says? I'm going to read it. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Let me say it like this. God is going to orchestrate the circumstances and choreograph the steps of everyone's life in such a fashion that it's conducive to their salvation. He can't not do that. That's not who God is. In other words, God is because He does not will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God is going to do everything and stop at nothing to direct that person to the person of Jesus Christ for salvation. That's who God is. That's who God is. All right, last question. How should we as Christians respond in light of this information? Answer, now, like never before, it is absolutely incumbent upon us to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus as quickly as we possibly can. There's no more time. It's decision time. This is the time. The time is now. The urgency is now. We have to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus now. Now. I'm pleading with you, please. If you're watching this online, this is why we do this. Do you know what's at stake here? For those who are not Christians, or how about this? Those who think they are Christians but are not. You know what? This is why, and I, just bear with me. When I see people, I don't see them as anything but either saved or lost. I don't see them as Democrat or Republican or, again, I hope you don't tire of me saying that. It changes everything. Instead of being angry at them, I, I'm praying for them. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Be merciful, Jesus. Because if that trumpet sounds, then that trumpet is going to sound. When the dead in Christ rise first, and we who are alive and remain are caught up, raptured, and they're left behind, this is what they're going to be faced with. Again, this is why we do these updates, and it's why we end with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the simple ABCs of salvation, which is just an explanation of salvation. What's the gospel? The gospel is good news, that Jesus came and He died for you instead of you. He was buried, and He rose again on the third day, and He's coming back again one day to take us to that place that He prepared for us in His Father's house. That's the good news. The ABCs of salvation is, I mean, you really see it as a template. It's just a, a, a tool that you can use that's simple, childlike simple. 
To explain salvation to someone? The A is for admit or acknowledge that you're a sinner in need of a Savior. Romans 3.10 says there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned, all, and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 is kind of interesting because it packages first the bad news with the good news. What's the bad news? The bad news is the wages of sin is death, the death penalty. The good news? Uh, The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's a gift. He paid for it with His life. Cost Him everything. His blood. He paid for it in full, and He offers it to us as a gift. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 starts off by saying, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And the C lastly is for call upon the name of the Lord. Or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 goes on to say, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans 10.13 seals the deal. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Period. Not comma. You will be saved. Not comma if, not comma however, no period. You will be, it's that simple. Will you allow me to share with you one uh, testimony before we end? Don't look at your watches. (laughs) It's an email from an online member by the name of Brian Billmeyer, who writes, I had an experience this past week so important and moving to me personally that I felt I needed to write to both thank you and report back on the encouragement and difference that you are making far beyond the walls of your own church. This is for you guys too, by the way. My name is Brian and I work in the healthcare industry. I first became aware of your prophecy messages a few months ago when a good friend in Christ shared one of your videos. Since then I have viewed a few more videos and always found them valuable, but because of life and commitments, it had been a while since I'd watched one. That brings me to last week. As mentioned, I work in healthcare and drive to many different cities in my home state of Indiana. I spend the day in hospitals and doctor's offices speaking with healthcare professionals and in areas where patients are often present. Because of this, I know that at some point my employer will require me to take the vaccine or lose my job. I have known this in my heart since the day the vaccine was first discussed and went into research. It has troubled me deeply because I am the provider for our large family and we have health insurance and are able to live a very good life because of my job. 
These concerns were heavy on my mind and heart as I drove about an hour and a half from my home last week to the town of Terre Haute, Indiana. Last time I I totally mispronounced that. Terre Haute. I just want you to know I know how to pronounce it now. During the ride, I made phone calls to two other friends who also work in my industry to seek their advice on what to do when the day inevitably comes. They didn't have much to offer and are also struggling with this decision. I was troubled in my spirit, to be sure. As I began to get to the outskirts of Terre Haute, I came to a busy intersection. When I looked to my right out of the window, what should I see but a random street bench with an advertisement for none other than J.D. Farag Prophecy and the message, afraid and confused, Jesus is the answer. I immediately grabbed my phone to take a quick photo of this, thinking I'd send it to my friend who had first sent me the prophecy video so we could laugh and wonder how in the world a sign for J.D. Farag all the way over in Hawaii ends up in the middle of nowhere in Indiana. Emphasis added. (laughs) Something of note, my phone is exceptionally bad at taking pictures of anything with movement. It's almost always blurry, even with just the slightest twitch. I had about two seconds to grab my phone off the center console and snap this pic out of my window as the car was moving away, and I figured the chances of actually capturing it were about zero. Yes, there it is, crystal clear and completely readable. I sent the pic to my friend, and we did enjoy a chuckle over the sheer unlikelihood of this existing, let alone being seen by me. After completing my workday, I headed back home and decided, as I often do when driving, to listen to a podcast. It occurred to me, because of that bench sign, to check in on the latest prophecy video. And so I pulled it up. Imagine my shock when the topic was decision time and appeared to be about exactly what had been tormenting my mind. I spent that ride listening and both learning and being comforted in a way that I could not have imagined when I left home that morning. To say I felt as if God was speaking directly to me and my need is an understatement. I didn't just feel it, I knew it with my whole heart. I'm old enough to know that in the ways of God there are no coincidences or accidents. And this event was so powerfully moving to me that I felt I had to share it. I am still very worried about what will happen when my own personal decision time comes. I am worried how I will feed my family, care for their needs, and maintain all of the things we have been so richly blessed with, such as my own human weakness and lack of faith, But what I know now, along with the certainty that neither I or my family will be submitting to this vaccine, is that God will take care of us. He will provide for us in some way, and that has made a world of difference. Thank you so much for this encouragement and for the work that you are doing. I am sincerely grateful. Jesus is returning. This fact is one we can get excited about, despite any circumstances we find ourselves in. 
Jesus will return one day to rid this earth of every evil thing that's destroying it. He'll once and for all take down the enemy and establish his kingdom in our midst. How soon will this amazing event occur? The Bible tells us that no one knows the exact date, but it does give us clues about events that will take place as it nears. This is why Pastor J.D. has created these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The Mideast Bible Prophecy Update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. The Bible has given us clear indicators of what's to come, and we can see many of these events happening all around the world today. Join us each week for an in-depth look at what the Bible has to say about current events on these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The latest updates are available on the In Spirit and Truth YouTube channel, and you'll find a link to our page by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can also access these teachings through our mobile app for Apple and Android devices. Just search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store or follow the links provided at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. With this app, you can take the Mideast Bible prophecy updates with you wherever you go, as well as give you access to many other teachings Pastor J.D. has shared from the pages of Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you'll join us again right here on In Spirit and Truth.